You can't miss Canty and Carlin. Pound for Pound, the biggest show on ESPN Radio. Can't say the Ravens are a surprise. Certainly can't say that. But boy, last night it was a little bit surprising to see the immediate impact that Roquan Smith has on that defense. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. He's a player, boss. Canty and Carlin, Chris Carlin, Chris Canty, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app. We are presented by our good friends at Progressive Insurance, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. That is your Dr. Pepper call-in line phone number. And a lot of the topics today, or a lot of the calls today, around Josh Allen and the importance of his health versus the importance of the Bills having the number one seed. Do they have to have the number one seed for them to go to the Super Bowl this year? Or is Allen's health and trying to win on the road more important? 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. But it is the midterm elections today, and we are not going to talk about the midterm elections. It's also the midterm in the NFL season. The yeah, word- it's 18 weeks, and we just got through with week nine, so it is the midway point in the NFL season. The midterm, the word midterm used to just scare the daylights oh, yeah. out of me. Oh, yeah, in college? Oh, oh my God. Terrified. Yeah. Oh, I got a midterm story for later. Oh, my God. Yeah. I'll tell you about that. Midterms and- sucked. Oh, they were the worst. Yeah. Anyway, we are at the NFL's midway point. So, Canty and I, in each conference, have selected our biggest surprises... And our biggest disappointments in each conference. Canty, you go first. Okay, so my biggest surprise, let's start with the glass half full. It has to be the Miami Dolphins, Carlin. Because even though they made Look the at additions. You. No, they did. They made the additions on the offensive side of the ball. We still had questions about the quarterback. And even though Tua missed a couple of the games with uh, concussion symptoms, the way that this guy has played, being a point guard and distributing the ball and getting the ball to his receivers where they can have huge run-after-catch opportunities, I think we got to give that guy credit for being able to do that, to operate Mike McDaniel's offense at the level that he has. This is his first year in this offense, and for them to have the level of productivity that they've shown, you got to give them credit. So big surprise, the Miami Dolphins being able to beat the Baltimore Ravens, being able to beat the Buffalo Bills. Two of the top three teams in the conference, I think you deserve to have those kind of props. It's a top five offense. I just didn't think that the Dolphins would add Tyreek Hill and automatically it would click, but it has, so I'll give props where props is due. Still in wait-and-see mode in terms of them being a title contender, but they are certainly my biggest surprise in the AFC this year. Now, at this point, my biggest disappointment in the conference, Mm. it has to be the fighting Jeff Saturdays, formerly the fighting Frank Reichs. The Indianapolis Colts. This is a team, once they got Matt Ryan, I said they're going to win their division, and they could be a dark horse to be in the AFC championship game. And, Carlin, they couldn't be further away from it. They got Sam Ellinger out there playing quarterback. They were 0-14 on third down against the Patriots on Sunday. They had 121 total yards of offense. They gave up a block punt. They gave up a a pick six. This is an awful team, and they don't have a quarterback. So I just don't know where they go from here, but in terms of the expectations we had on them coming into this year, they are by far the biggest disappointment in the AFC. I would agree that they are an incredible disappointment in the AFC. But I'll start there. My biggest disappointment in the AFC 
has got to be the Las Vegas Raiders. Mm. I am stunned that they are where they are. Now, Canty, through the first couple of weeks of the year, when things were not going well, and seemingly they just had some freakish-type losses, like what happened against the Cardinals, you looked at where they were, and they were sitting at 1-4 and four with a minus-5 point differential. That's crazy. Like, th- think about that. That's crazy. They were 1-4 and four with a 5-point negative differential. So that just had me thinking, all right, this is... It's a fluke. This can't be real. They're sitting here at 2-6. and six. It's been disappointing all the way around. And let me tell you something. It wasn't a fluke when they l- just got flat-out embarrassed in New Orleans last week. Mm-hmm. 24-0. And then you go to Jacksonville... And you blow a 17 to nothing lead. Yeah. Dear God. The, the Raiders. Third time, the third time this year they've blown such a lead. Yeah. I, Canty, for me, the Raiders, who I had as a playoff team this year, Ooh. have been an incredible disappointment in the AFC. My biggest surprise in the AFC is the team that has the best point differential in the fourth quarter in the NFL the entire league this year. Who, who would that be? The New York Jets. What? Did I stutter? <laughs> no. The New York Jets are a plus 48 in the fourth quarter. And I don't mean to go to that same stat again, but it's equally as remarkable as the Raiders one was. Yes. I, I can't get over how much better this team is in spite of their quarterback. Mm-hmm. In spite of. Because you think about how poorly he's played in a couple of spots. It's amazing that they are sitting there at 6-3. and three. And, Canty, that is a tribute to Joe Douglas, who I have to say, when they, a few years back, fired Mike McCagnan after the draft, it was bizarre. And then I actually sat there and thought, well, wait a second. If this is to go get Joe Douglas right now when nobody else is shopping for a general manager, it could be the best thing that happens to them. And that's exactly what it's been. He had... A perfect draft this past year. They are so much deeper than they have been in years. And now it's all about Zach Wilson. Mm-hmm. Can he actually be a guy that helps you win as opposed to Mark Sanchez, as opposed to the guy that doesn't cause you to lose on the high end? Yeah. That's it. Uh, if if he's that guy, sky is the limit for the New York Jets. Gotcha. Okay, so now we're switching over to the NFC, right? Yep. Okay, so my biggest surprise in the NFC is the Minnesota Vikings. Now, Carlin, this was a division that I went ahead and assigned to the Green Bay Packers because the Vikings were resetting. New head coach, new general manager. It was going to take some time to figure out exactly what they were doing with their program building. But no, that's not what happened. This is not the Green Bay Packers division. This is the Minnesota Vikings division. Carlin, they are five games up in the loss column in early November. They could have the division, theoretically, they could have the division wrapped up after they beat the Patriots on Thanksgiving Day. Wow. That Think about it. November 24th, the NFC North could be decided. And it wouldn't be the Packers. That, that, that is insane <laughs> to think about that. But that's how much a surprise the Minnesota Vikings are. Listen, Carlin, you can argue the schedule. They haven't played anybody. Their only loss is to the Philadelphia Eagles, and we both think they might be the best team in football. So the Minnesota Vikings' biggest surprise, biggest disappointment, i got to go with the Arizona Cardinals. The Arizona Cardinals, mm. Carlin, this is a team that's made incremental improvements since Kyler and Cliff Kingsbury got there, 
and they have just fallen flat on their face. They gave the quarterback, the GM, and the head coach extensions this offseason, and they've been returned in kind with a 3-6 and six record through the first nine games and the quarterback barking at everybody before he decides to fumble the bag and turn the ball over to the Seattle Seahawks. So this team can't get out of their own way. They're a bad football team, and I don't know that they have the people, the leadership within the organization to pull out of the nosedive. The Arizona Cardinals the biggest disappointment. Canty, in framing my biggest disappointment in the NFC, I'd like to ask a question first. What's up? What do Jacoby Brissett, Cooper Rush, Marcus Mariota, Derek Carr, Daniel Jones, Justin Fields, Jared Goff, Trevor Lawrence, Andy Dalton, Zach Wilson, Jimmy Garoppolo, Matthew Stafford, Matt Ryan, Ryan Tannehill, and Kenny Pickett all have in common? Uh, I, I think I know where you're going. They all have a better passer rating than Aaron Rodgers? That's correct! Hello! 27th quarterback rating in the <laughs> NFL. 27. That ain't Romeo Dobbs' fault, cowboy. No, it ain't. He's that's Aaron missing, Rodgers' He's just fault. missing Devontae. If that's it, I mean, Devontae Adams should get a double. Should get his salary doubled in Vegas. If, <laughs> if that's everything that he meant, the Packers cannot stop the run. I have an image burned in my brain of the Bears just running roughshod over them. Oh yeah, on Sunday Night Football, and I have to say, I was a little conflicted when we were talking about biggest disappointment because I don't know that I would say I'm all that disappointed about the Packers and no, Aaron Rodgers being not. where they are. You're not. But they have clearly been the biggest disappointment. Who's your biggest surprise? In the NFC. That's the Seattle Seahawks. Who's the quarterback that has, or who's the player that has the most votes for MVP since week seven? Not most votes. Back up. The most bets on Caesar Sportsbook for MVP since week seven? It's Geno Smith. Geno. You know what? Give this guy credit. Round of applause, Geno, Geno. Geno Smith deserves it. He has been through the ringer as an NFL player. He has matured. He's he, gotten knocked down literally and figuratively and gotten back up. He really yeah. has. Uh, he's been written off. I still don't know what it means that he didn't write back, but I guess it means that he has shown up and he has done his job. And despite the fact, Geno Smith, we were talking about Zach Wilson a minute ago, Geno Smith is the reason that the Seahawks are where they are. Yes. Because their defense is bad. Well, there's a reason why he's fourth in QBR in the National Football League through the first nine weeks. Yep. Damn good quarterback, Geno Smith. He has been outstanding this year. The Seahawks are my biggest surprise. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app, and as we just said, Geno has the most bets laid on him since Week 7 to win the MVP. Is, is that a good bet, or is that a bad bet? Hmm. We discuss next on ESPN Radio. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? 
Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Canty and Carlin. We've been known to wager. You know this. You know this. We've been known. Speaking of, speaking of wagering, Isaiah Likely. Oh, my God. Oh. I mean, he crushed us, dude. He crushed just absolutely us. destroyed us. I mean, the two the two drops that he had early in the fourth quarter, they're killers, man. So last they're night, absolutely killers. For those who are unaware, our primetime parlay last night was the Ravens minus one and a half. Yes, it was Chris Olave over five and a half receptions, mm-hmm. and Isaiah Likely over three and a half receptions. And I have to say, Isaiah Likely catches that touchdown on the first drive. I'm feeling pretty good. Yes. I think we're going to get home here. Oh yeah, he couldn't catch a cold after that. <laughs> How many was he targeted? Seven times? Do I have he that was right? Targeted, no, he was targeted five times last night. Five, that's it. I thought it was more. No, he was targeted Hell five no. times, but he should have caught all five targets. I, yeah, I can confirm. Caught. Yeah, I can confirm. <laughs> I was checking it See, quite often. It was absolutely five targets. You know, guys. you know what we need to add to this this type of segment is the bitter Ryan Matlack. Yes. Wait, because Ryan yes. Matlack is their associate producer on the show, and he, I'll tell you what. He's made a you lot know of what coin off of following our primetime parlays, But you know what he is, too, though? What's that? He's a ride or die when it comes to what we're picking that night. Yes, yes. he is. He is yes. a ride or die yeah, on that front. That. And when we lose, there is a special edge of bitterness to Ryan Matlack. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hell no. And you could just hear it right there. I can confirm that, in fact, it was five targets that he had last night. There was night. only one that I could say he might not have been able to get to, and that would be the throw that Lamar made. I think it was in the second quarter where likely comes across the formation yeah. and up the seam. Lamar put it out there a little bit too far, but likely didn't run full speed throughout the entirety of the route. So I don't know if you blame the quarterback or the receiver. All I'm simply saying is this. He should have been over three and a half catches. Yes, yes. he should have been over three and a half. I mean, when he dropped the one early fourth quarter out of the backfield out in the flat. Yeah. I was just like, that's when I sent the angry text yeah. of what are we doing here. I, I mean, if you hit, if it hits your if it hits both hands, you got to catch it as a receiver, right? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. At so, any en- rate, so enough of us complaining about that. Right. But... We do wager on occasion, and so this this is a little segment we like to call, is it a good bet or a bad bet, or just good bet, bad bet? We've got the odds. What are the odds? Now it's your turn to decide. May the odds be ever in your favor. Is that a good bet or a bad bet? Ah, our host today, Cameron Pratt. Who I have uh, on many occasions called Campbell. Yeah, no Campbell today. I was surprised. No Campbell. No Campbell. <laughs> Moving up in the world. He's Cameron Pratt. I still contend. I know a couple of Campbells who have been named Cam, but I digress. Campbell, Cameron <laughs> until Pratt. I meet Until I meet these people, I don't believe it. All right, guys. Exactly. How likely, get it, are the Ravens to win the AFC? Well, they're plus 650, Carlin, in the odds books. Plus 650 for the Ravens to win the AFC. Go to the Super Bowl. Is that a good bet or a bad bet? Uh, you know, at plus six fifty, it's not bad. It's not. I can't call that a bad bet. Um, yeah, why not? That's a good bet right now. At plus six fifty, when we don't like, if you're placing that bet today, and I don't know exactly what's up with Josh Allen, 
may 24 hours from now, it may not be a good bet. Yeah. But for right now, yeah, that's a good bet. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at the remainder of their schedule. It's the easiest schedule in the NFL the rest yeah. of the way. A couple of games that could trip them up, maybe at Cleveland on the road against Cincinnati Week 18. That might mean something to the Bengals, might not mean something to the Ravens. Also, playing down in Duval at Jacksonville um, week, uh, week 12, that could be one of those games too. But I- I'll say this, man, I like the Ravens. Chances of being able to get that number one seed in the AFC, I really do. Good bet. Okay. Next. How about this? We talked about it. The most bets since, I believe, what did you say, Carlin? Week seven? Week on seven. On Geno Smith? Well, yep. he's plus 2,500 in the odds books to win the MVP, Canty. Is that a good bet or a bad bet? That's a bad bet. Don't waste your money on betting on Geno Smith. <laughs> it ain't going to happen, man. It ain't going to happen. Listen, it's going to go to Patty Mahomes. It might even go to Michael Parsons before it goes to Geno Smith. As much as I love and respect what Geno is doing, he's fourth in the league in QBR through the first nine weeks. Nobody had the Seattle Seahawks leading the NFC West at this point in the season on the bingo card. But there are too many other candidates that are going to get consideration. Jalen Hurts, if the Eagles keep doing what they're doing, is going to win MVP before Geno. I just think there are so many other quarterbacks that would be in front of the line ahead of Geno. So I say bad bet. Yeah, I, I also say bad bet. And look, I'll throw Lamar in there too. If they end up being the number one seed in the AFC. I could see that too. I could absolutely see Lamar Jackson being the MVP again. Um, and for me, it's still Patrick Mahomes. It's still Patrick Mahomes until proven otherwise. Next. You could say at plus 2,500 that the odds books have written him off, but Carlin, he hasn't written back. I know you don't know what that means. But... <laughs> I, I, I don't know what that means. <laughs> All right. I know what he's trying to make that mean. I, I don't know. I don't know. All right, we mentioned the Ravens at plus 650 to win the AFC. How about this? The Bills, the Eagles, or the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl at minus 150. Carlin, is that a good bet or a bad bet? Keep in mind, the field is at plus 125. Uh, no, that's a good bet. No, I'm about to say that's yeah. a great bet. Yeah, I don't want – you can have the field. Yeah, you uh, can have the field. It's I only minus 150? Three, I get those three teams? Yeah. Yeah, please and thank you. It's only minus 150? Yeah. Considering I picked the Bills and the Eagles to be in the Super Bowl at the beginning of the year, it's a phenomenal bet. Yeah. Kind of makes me want to go jump on that right now. Yeah, I mean, and if it's not the Bills, it's going to be the Chiefs. And, I, I mean, the Eagles? I, I, yeah, I, it's it's a no-brainer. Great bet. Great sneak, bet. Sneak one more in for me. Sneak one more. How about this? Robert Sala, Coach of the Year, plus 900, Canty. Good bet, bad bet. Bad bet. It's going to be Nick Sirianni, head coach of the Philadelphia Eagles. It's yeah. going to be him. Uh, He's going to win Coach of the Year. Bad bet. Uh, close second, Brian Dable right now. Brian Dable's a close second. I would say it's a bad bet. Okay. That's good bet, bad bet. That's an outstanding job by Cameron Pratt. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. Well, Tennessee had a rough weekend down between the hedges. So how far are they going to fall in the rankings? We ask our college football expert next. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Part of the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. 
You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Canty and Carlin. Seven o'clock tonight on ESPN. It is the latest college football playoff ranking show. Heather Dinich, ESPN college football senior writer, joins us right now to speculate upon what will happen this evening. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Heather, we appreciate it, and let's get right to it. When we look at this tonight, how far do you expect Tennessee to fall after their loss between the hedges this past week at Georgia? Well, that's the question of the night. They could fall to four, or they could fall to five, I think. You know, I mean, it's a perfect opportunity for the selection committee to reward TCU for its undefeated season and the way they've been playing so far. And that spot should be open because Clemson should sink like a rock after losing in convincing fashion at Notre Dame. But I will tell you this, that it has happened three times before in the history of the college football playoff that a top four team has lost and remained in the top four for the selection committee the following week. And the committee liked Tennessee enough last week in large part because of wins against LSU and Alabama and that win against LSU. 40-13 to at LSU is looking even better for the Vols. So they remain strong in terms of strength of record. They're second in ESPN's metric. So I wouldn't rule out the possibility of Tennessee at number four, but I think that this could be an opportunity for sure for TCU. Well, and Heather, I wanted to get into that because I wanted to ask you one question, but now you led me to another one. Because one of Tennessee's most impressive wins was at home against Alabama, how does that, how does that Alabama loss on Saturday night in Baton Rouge impact how the committee will view Tennessee's resume? And then how far up does LSU jump with that impressive win on Saturday night? Well, the Bama loss, or excuse me, Bama, yeah, Bama losing is certainly a ding on the value of it for Tennessee to an extent, right? I mean, but that, that happens with everybody, these wins and losses. Uh, but for LSU, I think they creep up as high as the number seven spot. Um, they, they still have two losses. They're, they don't look like they're within shooting distance right now of the college football playoff. But watch where Florida State is ranked tonight as well, because if FSU sneaks into the top 25, then all of a sudden that early one-point loss to a top 25 team doesn't look so bad. So I think if LSU can run the table and win the SEC, which I would not predict them to do, but if they did that, I think they could make history as the first two-loss team in the CFP. Heather Dinich, uh, ESPN senior college football writer, joining Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. The second college football playoff ranking show tonight, 7 p.m. Eastern time on ESPN. What what case does Oregon have right now, and what are they hoping for, Heather? Oregon has a strong case to be somewhere around the bubble because they have looked so good since that god-awful loss in the season opener. 
to Georgia. And what to watch tonight is where they are in terms of where Tennessee is as well. Because, guys, if Oregon runs the table and finishes as a one-loss Pac-12 champion, they could very well be compared and in a good debate with a one-loss Tennessee that didn't even win its division for that fourth spot at the end of the day. Those are two teams that lost to or, or lost to Georgia in convincing fashion. I don't care what the score was in that Tennessee game. They were outplayed soundly. Uh, but when you look at those two teams, where they are tonight, could provide a little bit of an early clue as to what the committee would do. But remember, those conference championships, if you could punctuate your resume with that, which Tennessee would not be able to do, is such an important piece of the puzzle in that committee meeting room. Heather, as we sit here today, the SEC and the Big Ten each have at least a 50% chance to send multiple teams to the playoffs, according to the All-State Playoff Predictor. So, from your perspective, which conference is more likely to do so? The SEC is more likely to do so. And I say that because last week, Selection Committee Chair Boo Corrigan made it crystal clear that Michigan has a strength of schedule issue when they Mm. talk about the Wolverines. I think Michigan is going to be in the top four tonight. I think they're third behind Ohio State. But if Michigan doesn't beat Ohio State in the regular season finale, it's still sitting there clinging to the hopes that its win against Penn State is enough to impress the committee to finish in the top four. It wasn't enough to press the committee last week to get in the top four. So if they were on the bubble without that, I don't think anything changes. Whereas when you look at the SEC and the potential to have LSU, Georgia, Tennessee, all at least in the conversation, I think the SEC has a more realistic chance. Heather, last one for me. Is is Georgia undisputed right now at number one? It should be. This should be a no-brainer for the selection committee because not only did they play so soundly on defense, the way they had up to that point. I don't know about you guys, but watching that game, I was like, they're the ones making all the big plays on offense over 20 yards. We had seen that from Tennessee, but for them to be able to play such a complete game against the Vols and really shut down that offense. I mean, you guys know how fast Tennessee plays. They were the sixth fastest offense in the FBS. Georgia was without Nolan Smith. If they're not number one, everybody's going to be asking some big time questions about what's going on in that committee meeting room. Talking with ESPN College Football Senior Writer Heather Dinich on Kenny and Carlin. And Heather, in looking at that performance by Hendon Hooker between the hedges on Saturday, how much is that going to stick out in the minds of Heisman voters as we continue to move through the critical portion of this season? Oh, it's going to stick out for sure. But he's not the only one who's had some questionable performances. I mean, C.J. Stroud has been off, too, at Ohio State at times. I mean, if there's one player who's been uber consistent right now, it's not a quarterback. It's Corum at Michigan, Blake Mm. Corum. I mean, they've been running the ball so well. Their offensive line, I think, is the best in the country, if not one of the best. You know what Michigan's going to do, and yet they continue to do it so well every week so i think he should be in the conversation more seriously at this point great stuff heather we're looking forward to tonight at seven appreciate it thanks guys seven o'clock tonight eastern time it is the college football playoff ranking show on espn i will say this georgia best team in the country i totally agree and i don't think it's it's particularly close. close and i i just asked that question just to make sure 
But I don't think it's close. No. I, I mean. And you saw Jalen Carter come alive too, Carlin. I know he was banged up in the earlier part of the season. Did you see him? How many false starts did they have the other night? It was a, it was a ton it of was false like starts. It was like eight or nine. They, yeah. Like, that's what that defensive well, you, line will do to you. Well, yeah. All of those guys on that defensive line are going to play on Sundays at some point. Yeah. Yeah. And no, that was, but my, my point is that, that wasn't about loud, or, you know, the, the uh, you know, how loud it was. Yeah. That was about, I got to block this guy? Yeah. I still contend that that Jalen Carter was a strip sack fumble safety. Mm. I still contend on that. I mean, you can argue with me about that. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, <laughs> and on the ESPN app, we are presented by Progressive Insurance. Friends, up next, Jim Ursay with some wild quotes last night. There were a couple of them that I really enjoyed. But he says a lack of experience is a good thing. Can't wait for that phone to ring. Huh. Canty and Carlin, that's up next, right after we tell you about our friends from FanDuel. Now, look, we are right in the thick of it, aren't we? We are. Football season. So now's the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. I just looked at my email. You know what I saw? little What's payout. That? little payout from oh, FanDuel. Oh, okay. little payout. You know there why? Because I know when I'm dealing with FanDuel, I'm going to get paid fast. Right now, new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's free bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just sign up with promo code PLAY. App is safe, secure, so easy to use. FanDuel has all your favorite bets from the money line to point spreads to player props. So sign up today with promo code PLAY for your no-sweat first bet. Make every moment more this season with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus in select states. First online only. 21 plus in select durable free bets that expires in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Illinois, and Virginia. 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 53342 in Arizona. 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut. 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas. 1-877-770-STOP-LOUISIANA. 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY to 467-369 in New York. Tennessee Red Line. 1-800-889-9789 in Tennessee, 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming, or visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Yep. Canton and Carlin. Colts fired coach Frank Reich in the middle of his fifth season with the team. One day after one of Indy's worst offensive performances in 25 years. You have Gus Bradley, you have John Fox, and we're turning to Jeff Saturday. There were some wild things said by Jim Irsay last night. Yeah. That's your boy, though. That's your man. <laughs> Jim Hersey, baby. That's your guy. Then somebody come get my mans. <laughs> yeah, come get your mans. Come get your mans. Kenzie and Carlin, ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. I Listen, I, I just want to hear him. I just want to hear him talk. Here he is on Jeff Saturday as his selection and his lack of experience in being a head coach 
and why it's a good thing. I'm glad he doesn't have any NFL experience. I'm glad he hasn't learned the fear that's in this league. That's because it's tough for all our coaches. They're afraid. They go to analytics, and it gets difficult. I mean, he doesn't have all that. He doesn't have that, that fear, and there was no other candidate. We were fortunate that he was available. He doesn't have the fear because he doesn't know any better right now. Yeah. He doesn't have the. No, let me translate this, Carlin. He doesn't have the fear of losing the next eight games so we can have a top five pick and get one of these quarterbacks. No. That's what he doesn't have the fear of because I've taken that away. I've let Jeff Saturday know that I'm going to take care of him because he's a fan favorite, a Ring of Honor inductee, and most importantly, a Super Bowl champion with the Indianapolis Colts. These are all Jeff great Saturday things. has nothing to lose by taking on this opportunity. The only thing that I found bizarre, well, not the only thing, but one of the biggest things that I found bizarre about the introductory press conference, Carlin, was that Jim Ursay felt like he was on trial for making this decision. You're the owner. You don't, it kind of was. You don't have to defend it, though. This is the choice that we're making. This is what I believe is in the best interest of our franchise. You don't have to let anybody else know that you might have an agenda. But the fact that he tried to explain it, I think, is what gets him in trouble in some of these sound bites. Carlin, Tom Brady said it best in, in that Tom versus Time documentary. He said, if you find yourself constantly explaining, you're on the losing side. Jim Irsay, don't explain it. We know what you're up to. You're tired of being in quarterback hell. You got to get a guy that you can believe in for the next decade. Losing games helps us do that. I'm going to hire Jeff Saturday, let him be the front man for all the losing we're going to do because we don't want to put that stink on any of the coaches that we got in the building because those guys got futures as an NFL head coach. I'm sorry. I I still am blown away by this decision, and I get it. I get it. I, I understand it. Okay. But if I'm somebody that aspires to be a head coach or if I'm an assistant around the league or if I'm somebody that already is a head coach and I hear Jim Irsay say that I'm scared, I mean, I'm sorry. That, that that That's insulting to the coaching profession. Everything you – it just has nothing to do with Jeff Saturday. Yeah. Everything he just said was insulting to the coaching profession. And I want to hear some more Irsay. Here's what he has to say. Uh, this also has – uh, something to do with sausage. I don't know what he this has was. Tons of experience. He knows this game inside and out, um, with relationships with coaches and players, um, uh, and, and has been a consultant for us for several years. A paid consultant. Um, you know, uh, informing Chris and I and other people in the organization. You know his opinions. Uh, so to me, um, uh, you know, I, I know people can. You know, look out and and, and see it uh, and, and ask that question. But um, you know, the, you know that that doesn't surprise me. I understand. Look, at, I don't know how to make sausage. I don't know what goes into sausage, but I do know how to build a football team because I've been around for fifty-two years. Do you? Do you, can I j- just a separate no? Mm. How did Jim Mercer become the owner of the Colts? He inherited a team. Yeah. Seems like there's a lot of those around the league, doesn't it? Yeah. Somebody once said to me, never ask a rich man's son for advice. (laughs) That's a good piece of advice. I have a feeling that that came from what Jim Irsay just had to say, from from that kind of a comment. Mm. It seems to me that even though you own a football team and you are around a football team, it doesn't make you qualified to build 
a football team. Makes you qualified to pay somebody to come in and build it, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't actually make you qualified to build it yourself. How qualified do you have to be to recognize you got to find a quarterback in order to have sustained winning? I understand all that. You can't have a new starting quarterback week one for five consecutive years and think that your team is going to be a perennial contender. I I can't sit there. If I'm, I mean, I'm imagining being Chris Ballard sitting up there last night. And Jim Irsay's talking about how they're beating the heck out of Ballard. And then Ballard's talking about how they're beating the heck out of Ballard for all his choices. Like, Ballard just better be happy he got a job. How about that? I don't think he's going to have one at the end of the year. Well, but I, it doesn't oh, okay, matter exactly. what Ursay said last exactly. night. I don't, yeah. I don't think he's going I'm to. I'm with you. Uh, all the way around, I just think it stinks. I feel good for Jeff if this is what he wants. If if, if Ultimately, he said yes. Mm-hmm. So he has to believe in whatever it is. So good for him. Sure. I feel... It's a no-lose proposition for Jeff. It, it really is. Yeah. But if I'm... If I'm a fan of the Colts, I don't feel better about where I'm headed in the future. I feel a whole lot worse after listening to my owner last night. No, I feel better about where you're heading in the future because you're headed toward being able to get one of these quarterbacks that Mel Kuyper has in the top five of his big board right now. But you don't know that you're going to lose every single game the rest of the year and get one of those quarterbacks because you're 14th right now in the draft. Yeah. You were going to do this, but you're going to tank for one. Yeah, but, I mean, three of the teams – that are in front of them are three of the teams in the top five. They play on their schedule. And, Carlin, let's not make it like it's this huge leap. They're one game back in the win column. I hate to say it like that, but that's what it is. They're one game back in the win column from being able to jump up into the top ten. So they're not far away. I mean, Jim Ursay hiring Jeff Saturday is a shot in the dark. If it works out, then great. You found a good head coach. If it doesn't, then you're going to have a really high draft pick. Show me the L. and Carlin. Weekdays at 3 Eastern on ESPN Radio. You can also listen and watch on the ESPN app.